That's all right. I was just thinking to myself, did I see it? <laughs> the numbers turning? Okay, we gotta start over. Well, that's fun. Okay. <coughs> <coughs> it was so good, too. All right, well, at least we didn't do the whole thing. All right. <laughs> Welcome Take back two. again. <laughs> I, I forgot to push record. So that happens sometimes, especially when you're especially me. Especially here. <laughs> especially when you're me. I, I forget things. I actually, it's comical, but I, we walked down the street and I'm like, I was like, oh, I love that building. And my family's like, yeah, you say that every time we walk by. Yeah. So I can read the, the same, my favorite book. I can read it every year because mm. I have no idea how it's going to end. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, this is so I good. What's I can't happen. remember anything. So, all right. So we're going to start over. Take two. We're going to introduce your coffee cup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's start with the coffee cup. Okay. This, we have blue and gray, uh, blue and green. Uh, this is a Goodwill find, commercially produced by in China by Great Gatherings. Okay, so basically, it's made by the man with slave children, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting how people see colors because you're like, oh, blue and green. I see it's gray and gray. Something gray and gray, gray. really? Yeah. Warm gray, cool gray. How about that? Yeah, I would call that green and gray. See. We can't reconcile our worlds. <laughs> this is we all live in our own world. <sighs> what are you gonna do? Oh well, let's just give up. <laughs> so what? And so number two. Oh yeah, we got some merch. unique, individualized merch, one yeah. of a kind. Uh, you, cannot uh, be bought. Your wife for my birthday. This for your birthday. Yeah, so Tommy. great. And my friends, remember Shane and Mary? Yeah, out in Michigan, they're starting to do T-shirts. So. Awesome. Check out the Get in Place if you want a T-shirt. That's really in Dearborn, really cool. Michigan. Um, so welcome to Talking in the Chasm. Compassionate, Compassionate controversial, controversial conversations between best friends. Holy man and an atheist. Uh, I'm Felix and I'm Matthew. Welcome. Welcome again. So. <laughs> What we have been talking about. It was so good too. We're, ne you're we're never gonna see like you know because it's lost the the best stuff. It's it's the, the library of Alexandria. Mm. Alexandria. It's man, you missed it. Um, so we are going to talk about uh, whether or not it is possible or even uh, desirable Advisable. to separate the art from the artist. And when I when I think about that, I'm talking about. Uh, Michael Jackson, Bill Cosby, thinking about this Me Too movement. And, uh, you know, if Michael Jackson's music great, is great, um, can I still listen to it knowing that he's a pedophile? Assuming that he's a pedophile. Um, and that's, that's hard. Like, is it okay for art to just live on its own as art? You know, Michael Jackson's music, can it just be good music and have nothing to do with the man who created it? And Let's say that this conversation about him in particular is for the sake of argument. He was certainly he was never convicted. Right. There's no actual yes, legal. I, I think that we both proof. saw leaving. Did you mm -hmm. see it? Too? Yeah. So we saw leaving Neverland. At least the first part I saw. And I was uh, pretty 
pretty blown away. I mean, I, I had heard stuff before, and I kind of suspected, you know, but, but this this really cemented it for me, not just because it, it was some one crazy kid saying, oh, you know, this happened to me, but it was so many children, just children, child after child after child, saying the exact same thing of the grooming and the... Don't you, you remember know. that, though, from when we were kids? I mean, you're a little bit older than me, but I remember the late 80s, early 90s. Everybody's like, yeah, bad is the baddest album ever but he's weird yeah and it's certainly in the 90s there was all the controversy with Macaulay Culkin and by then it had come out that he had children sleeping in his bed on right. n- alone but they were saying nothing was wrong with it so even at the height of his cultural power everyone still yeah he was dogged with this for sure yeah. his whole life yeah so um but for the sake of this conversation, I think we let's assume mm-hmm. that Michael Jackson is a pedophile. Mm-hmm. And, and let's assume that Bill Cosby is a multiple rapist. Well, that we know. Serial rapist. That's been proven. All right. So um, so Bill Cosby, he's hilarious. Yeah. He's really I fun. listened to his records growing up as a kid. Yeah, and I watched all the shows, and I especially love what he when he has little kids on, you uh-huh. know, the, the children say the darnest yeah. things or whatever that was. Kids say the darnest things. Yeah, yeah, because he is so so great with the kids. It's yeah. so funny, and I love his whole demeanor. Um, but as I say, it's tainted simply because now every time I even see his face, I just think of him of him roofing some poor woman. But, but can you eat Jello? <laughs> Yeah, I, I never could eat jello. I'm just uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, you know that to me that's completely different because you know it's sort of it's like, not his product, right? I mean, you know they hired OJ to to hawk the Samsonite luggage or whatever yeah. it was, and uh, Hertz rent a car. Yeah, um, but they quickly distanced yeah. themselves from him. Uh, again, not proven. Not right? proven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a murderer. I'm just not sure if you are, yeah. So, let's be. Okay. For anybody that wasn't. He's a murderer. <coughs> wasn't on the same page. He did it. Um, all right, so, so but seriously, um, Michael Jackson is a musical genius. Um, and that and I, I, that's, that is something that is probably not too arguable, yeah. right? I mean, I, even if you don't like Michael Jackson. He's certainly innovative. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a... changed the musical world, whether you like his music or not. I'm a musician, and I actually didn't like his music. It's, it's, it's only been more recent, well, more recent, past 25 years that I've really grown to appreciate it. And probably I saw, just since you're old enough to be nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I saw an interesting uh, thing about how he makes his music. He doesn't write, read music. He doesn't really know anything about the technical uh, aspects of how music works. And he just takes a, um, a, a, a voice recorder and he just hums bits of songs. Um, he'll do the bass line and then he'll say, oh, and this is what the guitar should do and here's what the drum should do. And it's basically exactly how it Ends up. ends up. I mean, he 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 has a a, a complete um, vision, auditory vision in his head of exactly how it how it goes. And then uh, you know the fact that he can't write it down doesn't make any difference. It's still genius. In it. So maybe he's like a musical savant. Yeah. Um. But that that he's a pedophile has made it so that I can't really listen to him. I mean, I took his music all off my playlist simply because when I hear it, I just think of him grooming little kids and 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 so yeah. it's very difficult for me to to do that. So 
art should stand on its own. I mean, you know, theoretically, art should stand on its own. The, because the, the music doesn't change regardless right. of who it is, yeah. But the painting it? doesn't change, the comedy bit doesn't be any exactly. less or more funny. And But what's interesting is that my perception has changed and therefore, you know. And so the question is, is, is that okay to separate the art from the artist? Is it something that should be done or is it even a moral imperative? Uh -huh. Can you no longer buy Michael Jackson records? And so, uh, w so we were discussing the p the potential of the idea. Well, two, okay. So one thing before we get to that, I think if we're going to look at the at the case, we have to talk about if we're going to analyze the artist in context of the art, we have to look at the artist. And so it's not just the idea that that Michael Jackson is uh, messing with children. But also that he was messed with as a child. That from his youth, from very young, what five, six years old, right. he's on stage, probably being beaten by his father, physical, emotional, and psychological abuse, all those dynamics. And then also, we were discussing what a weird world that Michael Jackson lived in. Like really, he's he's the only person in his world. Like right. everyone else is a feature or a thing, like a tree. Yeah. Like he's he's from his perspective, he's the only person in his world, and because he can go anywhere and can do anything and can possess anything, in living in that bubble of isolating power, but also can't go anywhere because he can't. You you tell to talk about that grocery store thing. Yeah, he. Um Another celebrity, and I don't, I don't remember who it was, but as a as a gift to Michael Jackson, rented a grocery store and hired a bunch of actors to pretend like they were regular shopping. people shopping, and they and then brought Michael Jackson in and said, "Here's your gift. You're going to get to go grocery shopping like a regular person." So he pushes around the cart, and all the actors don't look at him and don't go, "Oh my God, it's Michael Jackson." They just are just ignoring him and going about their their day, doing their shopping. And he's like giddy. Uh -huh. He's like, oh my gosh, I can just pull stuff off the shelf. And oh, I can just pick this cereal. I can pick this out. And oh, macaroni. And oh, wow, this is just crazy. And, um, you know, there's something that's sort of profoundly sad Tragic. about the fact that he can't walk down the street like a regular person. I mean, it really feels like a, it must feel like a, a prison. I mean, you, he cannot do, go anywhere without uh, being mobbed. Um, and you know, and people think, oh wow, with that kind of money, you know, that's the trade-off. You know, I'd like that life. It's like, would you? You don't get to turn it off. Mm -hmm. Never. It's it's never off. You know, you hear about these celebrities punching photographers. It's like, you know, I, I just want to walk my my daughter to school mm -hmm. one time. Can mm -hmm. I just for one time yeah. walk her to school? It's like, no, you cannot. It's there's a funny concept of like a prison of everything. Like it's yeah. it's there's yeah. a human impulse to find the edge and go past it but when there's no more edge then everything yeah. becomes a prison like if you have all the all the money and power like you can do anything and you can possess anything it's i it, it, this irony is actually built into the biblical narrative the book of ecclesiastes it's also called the preacher is uh, is a very sobering and very dark almost nihilistic piece of of biblical prose um, and it's from the end of Solomon's life 
And what happens to Solomon is that God gives him, he, he has an experience with God, and God says, whatever you want, I'll give it to you, in a place called Gibeah. And Solomon says, he's a young king, and he says, I'm afraid. I don't know how to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm the king over this great people. I don't know how to go out, and I don't know how to come in. What I really need from you is wisdom. And God says to him, because you asked for wisdom, because you didn't ask for power, and you didn't ask for money, I'll give you wisdom, and your wisdom will bring power, and your wisdom will bring money. Yeah. And he, he opens the floodgates of human potential in Solomon's life. And what Solomon does then is live this life of incredible wisdom, incredible power, incredible wealth. And by the end of his life, he writes this work called The Preacher, and it is dark. It says things like vanity of vanities, all life is vanity. It, it's very, very sobering. And the point seems to be in the biblical narrative that if you unleash all the potential of a human life, and he can have anything, do anything, be anything. He ends up alone, depressed, yeah, and broken, in ruin. Yeah. Because you, but there's something about potential that's still out there that's that gives us hope in yeah, life. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, in thinking about this man before the pedophilia thing I, mean, I was imagining you know what it would be like to never be told no yeah. in your life yeah. you know the, nobody says no to Michael Jackson everybody just wants to be around him and be in his glow and um, so you had two things well, one is you're never told no mm -hmm. no matter what which must you know screw Mess with, with you head. I mean you know yeah. and maybe that feeds into the pedophilia thing it's like well I, I can do anything I'm basically God I mean yeah. if I want this child I have this child yeah. you know nobody says no the parents don't say no they don't yeah. you know fully understand what's going on but and certainly there was deception yeah. you know on his part so it's not like he didn't know that right, was right wrong. from wrong yeah. but I mean just the fact that he was never told no skews that I think yeah um, the fact that that the money or the price of things does does not factor into his decision making whatsoever you know yeah do i want a gold rolls royce or do i want a platinum rolls royce or do i want a lamborghini or do, do i want I a roller coaster in my living room or a gorilla or? it doesn't make any difference i mean money isn't part of the equation it's you know do i want it yes or no yeah um so but all these things i think are are causes for the behavior not uh excuses for the behavior you know what I mean it's like we can say okay he's a weird guy who never had a childhood because he was a professional musician at the age of five years old and so he never got to be a child and so he's looking for that he's perpetually gonna be a child and he's gonna have a roller coaster in his backyard and, and ride it like a child and, and you know and that's his right to do that I suppose right he didn't have a childhood we can't possibly understand what it would be like to be Michael Jackson I mean to me it sounds like a, a nightmare I mean yeah. it sounds like a living nightmare and I used to want to be a rock star you know and I would think oh I really wanted that I definitely don't want that you know I, I, want, I, I wanted the kind of fame like Frank Zappa right mm -hmm. nobody knows who that guy is walking down the street except for the people who really like him and mm -hmm. the people who really like him are gonna mostly be respectful and be like oh you're great and that's it um, I don't want Justin Bieber fame, right? Where right. You, you, you walk out the street and 10 minutes later, there's 50 girls surrounding you because they've all Instagrammed, oh my gosh, he's here, right? Unfortunately, you don't get to choose what kind of fame you get. Mm -hmm. You get what you get, you know? 
Um, and it seems like it seems like Michael Jackson's not an isolated case. I mean, Nicolas Cage goes crazy on wild spending sprees and blows yeah. all his money. Like, the closer you get to the pinnacle of pop popular culture, yeah. the 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 higher your incidence of insanity. Right. I mean, John that, Travolta. I mean, there people go nuts when they live yeah. in that world. When you are in a place where. No one ever tells you no, and you yeah. have no limits on your life. I mean, Michael J. Fox wrote a, a, his autobiography. He talks about the height of his fame and the family guy, the and his family, uh, family ties, ties. And, and the first Back to the Future and stuff. Teen Wolf. He, yeah, he said there was a moment in my life where nobody said no. Everybody mm-hmm. just wanted to be around me. And he's like, I turned into a jerk. He's like, I was a total jerk to How people. would you not? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'd like to think I wouldn't, but I mean, you know, we don't know. You don't know. Well, it's, all those people hard. surely did do. Right, and I mean, he's a sensitive, intelligent guy, from what I can gather. But anyway, um, back to this idea. So, so, so we, we, can, we can give a reason for Michael Jackson's bad behavior. I suppose. But is it an excuse? But we can't excuse it, yeah. right? I mean, and the fact is, I am against pedophilia, Yeah. right? So when I listen to Michael Jackson, it, that's what I think about. Therefore, Michael Jackson will forever be linked with pedophilia, so I just don't listen to Michael Jackson anymore. Now the question goes, well, what if you learn that, you know, that Mozart or... Johann Sebastian Bach or somebody is a murderer or is a you know misogynist or whatever it is or Aristotle what if we get into the realm of ideas instead of yeah. instead of that, products that's a good one or art that's a very good one actually because an idea is something that you cannot separate yourself from I mean you you live a way or you don't if it's and if it's true it's either true or it's not right. regardless of who discovers it you know and let's say that like I said before, it's like let's say that um, whoever first said "love thy neighbor," mm-hmm. okay, let's say that that guy turns out to be an abhorrent person. I'm not gonna discard the the idea of loving my neighbor just because the person that that first uh, articulated it turned out to be an awful person. You know, so you can. You, I don't think it's even possible to separate idea. I, I think that it's not possible to link ideas eternally with the people who created them. You know, mm-hmm. as you said, it's like two plus two equals four. The person that 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 discovered that and made that abstract into a sort of a reality. That's it. That's it. That's truth. That's mm-hmm. out there, and there's nothing that you can do. Art. Is art the magnification of the person's personality? Isn't it? Isn't that what art is? It's sort of like here's me. A manifestation of their person. Well, and what's interesting to me is that artists tend to be the people on the fringe. They're the people that don't generally, especially if we know about them today, from the past, they were people who didn't fit in their world and right. were pushing at the fringes. So. Right. Homosexuality is very common among artists that we remember. Like right, yeah, when you yeah. look into famous painters or famous musicians, or they're people that yeah. live on the fringe of their society and they're pushing the envelope of what's acceptable in a lot of different ways. And so the fact that we find within that class of people these kinds of breaking of social norm and social rule is not surprising 
but what does it mean when those things where's our line when that's too far yeah when those things become uh, evil are at odds with our own morality like uh who's who's the guy that uh the nazi uh uh composer uh wagner yeah wagner (laughs) yeah yeah like what about that like i know i mean i you know i love wagner i really do I listened to him when I was a child. I was a weird kid. I didn't uh, <laughs> listen to rock and roll until I was like 18. And this is what happens. Yeah. Um, Watch but out, I was kids. Totally, yeah. <laughs> I was big. I was just, my parents were just classical music people, and that's what I listened to. And I, you know, the Townhouse Overture still like gives, puts a lump in my throat. You know, and I'm, I'm uh, anti-Nazi. <laughs> so what are you going to do? So one idea that we were exploring that you weren't terribly fond of is that my idea was something that I was proposing was that the reason we have social mores is because we're defending our world like you can't we're against pedophilia for a whole host of reasons not least of which is the 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 child being harmed but but even bigger than the child being harmed is the world being harmed like society breaking and so we have certain social rules like don't kill don't rape to keep humanity alive like there's a self-preservation behind all that as 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 a, a social animal so is does that tie into this issue in other words since this is our world since we were kids listening to michael jackson and we find out now that this pop culture icon was a monster behind closed doors it behooves us more to 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 put that aside and to say no we're not going to that's tainted in our world but maybe in 150 years it wouldn't be well you you suggest the people that he hurt are still alive yeah you know yeah and what does that mean when your society is embracing someone who hurt you yeah i mean the reason that i don't like the idea of time as a separation making it okay is that you know pedophilia is pedophilia it's always wrong it's always wrong and when you discover that someone you you know appreciate is a pedophile it's very difficult to reconcile that i don't know all of wagner's associations with nazi i mean i i know that hitler loved him i thought that he was he was the greatest composer of all time but a lot of other people do that think that you know so i don't know what you know wagner's thing and, and i mean maybe i will learn and then i won't like wagner anymore i mean i don't know i mean it's certainly something that can be said about people in the present who are still alive um bill cosby for mm-hmm. instance if i buy a bill cosby record that money's going to him mm-hmm. So it's as if I am funding this reprehensible Aberrant human behavior. being. Yeah. Whereas if I buy a Johann Sebastian Bach record, that's not He's going not to him. He's not getting anything. You know? Neither is his family, neither is anybody. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, that, I, I feel like it's sort of a moral imperative to separate the art from the artist. But then there's part of me that just doesn't want to know. It's like, what if I find out that all my artists are, are awful people, and then I, you know, then what, you know? Well, I think um, it's very likely that they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, like what you were saying earlier, it's like, in what what makes great art is uh, is friction. Yeah. You know, is difficulty. Um, what's what's interesting? One of my favorite stories is um, Francisco Goya. Uh-huh. Um, he was a 
just a court painter, Rococo, you know, guy that just made inane paintings of royal, the royal family. But he, he, his paintings have this sort of glow about them that uh, when you see them in real life, that people are like, wow, there's something that's really cool about the way. And it, it turns out it, it has to do with the, the, the white paint that he used. And um, this paint he he made himself, and there's a high concentration of lead in this paint. Mm -hmm. And as he makes this paint, he becomes poisoned with this lead. He gets lead poisoning, and he gets very sick. And he starts drawing these crazy paintings, Saturn devouring his children, these dark, dark paintings that are incredible. And then he gets so sick that he can't paint anymore, and he goes to bed, and then he recuperates over a period of months. And then he comes back to it and begins painting again and then gets sick again. But it's at that point where he is the sickest that his paintings are the, the, best. the most amazing. I mean, that's what we remember him as this dark, sinister, you know, uh, works. We, nobody remembers him for his, his court paintings of the Spanish royal family. Nobody cares. Um, they're, they're fine. You know, they're great. Um, but they're not special. Right. And, you know, Edgar Allan Poe was a... You know, was an insane person who had you know, people theorizing, but he had a super high uh, aversion to alcohol, and it caused him, you know, serious brain uh, malfunction. You know, caused him to do these things. Um, and maybe this is a separate topic, but would you cure him? You know, would you tell Goya, dude, the paint is your problem. Yeah. Don't mix the paint, but wear gloves. Yeah. Then we don't get we don't get Saturn devouring his children. You say, um, Edgar Allan Poe, there's medication that will totally help you. You stop drinking and take this medication, and then that's it. None of that horrible, I'm going insane artwork. Well, and there's a, I think, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, the, the Greeks used to call epilepsy the sickness of the gods because people would have seizures and go into ecstatic states yeah. and produce philosophy art. That's interesting. My 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 uh, sister had a, a seizure disorder, and uh, I read this, and then it turned out to be totally true. But right before you, for different types of seizures, but for many types of seizures, right before you have a seizure, you go into a state of euphoria. And my sister one time, she said, "I love you. Oh. I just never. I I just want you to know how much I love you, and every and you're just so wonderful, and life is so wonderful." And then she had a seizure. I was like, wow, it's just like this, it's crazy. Um, in her case, I would certainly get rid of the seizure disorder too, and also the uh, euphoria <laughs> that, yeah. that precedes it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so... Here's a, I don't know about the answer to that, but uh, there's, it, it occurred to me that there's another complex question about art and artists is that, okay, so Michael Jackson's music, that's one thing. He was a pedophile. What about listening to the Jackson Five? Now, Michael Jackson isn't the bad guy there. He's the victim there. Is there just as much problem listening to the Jackson Five right. when this little boy is being well put this, through an artist mill? The problem is this, you know, with that, the little boy isn't a pedophile. I know, but the little boy is being exploited. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah. So you're listening to the product of exploitation. Right. It's not the artist isn't the exploiter. The artist is the exploited. Yeah. Would you say that though about black blues artists in the 
20s and 30s and 40s who were, you know, not paid by the record companies. They were exploited Maybe. themselves. Um, that's a tough one. I mean, you know, and, and, and then another thing I thought about with the separating the art from the artist is what about artists who uh, say bad things but don't practice bad things? Like, there's like rap. There's a, quite a few rap artists that I listen to and that, that I really like the music and it is like misogynistic and just awful, right? But the people who make them are not that way in real life. What does that mean, you know? It's like... See, I would have a problem with that because that's putting something into the culture and into the world like yeah. that's damaging and destructive. Right, but what about fiction? about murder and rape. Stephen King novels. Yeah, I mean, is that putting something into the world that's destructive? I mean, certainly there are heroes there that, that, that get redeemed, but mm -hmm. I mean, oftentimes there aren't. I mean, art is, you know, is, is, is intentionally ugly sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a provocation, I suppose. And uh, so sometimes it's hard to make, to be well, provocative if you're not a provocative person. And I so think this stuff I was listening to was it the guy that wrote Fight Club? Hmm. I, was, I think it was him. He's That's a, one of my favorite books of all time. Please don't I, ruin it for me. I haven't I read it, and I don't know about it's him. It's fantastic. Uh, I, I remember the movie from, from when it came out. But, that was great, too. Um, but I think he, he, he was talking about being part of an, uh, a writing collective, and they would workshop their pieces. And I think he was... He was writing with the with the word fag. He had used that word in a piece, and his collective told him, "You can't use that word. It's too it's it's too damaged. It's too damaging. It's too offensive. Inflammatory. It's too inflammatory." And he he was he I heard I listened to him talk about the prerogative of a writer to challenge his society and to use those kinds of inflammatory things for the purpose of his art, his right. writing. And, you know, him of all people is somebody that's certainly critiquing his social order. I mean, if Fight Club is anything, it's that. Yeah. And so, like, he he feels like, I, I think if I remember correctly, and I don't want to put this on him, but if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, he was saying, I need that edge in my art. It's not going to do what I'm trying to do with my work if I can't, if you're going to take tools away from me like this yeah. to force me to fit within society. You mentioned to me, and I'm totally fascinated by this idea, that the fool in the court mm -hmm. is the, the truth teller. Is the, is the truth teller. He's the only one that can say that the, the emperor is naked uh -huh. because it's a joke. Yeah. He's the only one that can be truthful. And maybe art should be given that same leeway, right? The artist is the one who can... Tell the truth about his Tell world. the truth. And that means uh, ugly. Ugliness but I well. think it also means that you have to bear the, spurn, the, the scorn of that. Like, the jester is the fool, and that's a negative word on purpose. Like, society has to leave place for a fool, and almost has to relegate the fool to the outside 
Like, if you want to take that role, you have to be willing to live outside. Well, maybe that's what art is, though. I mean, maybe, you know, the investment banker thinks art is frivolous. And yeah. It doesn't make any, it doesn't matter. Um, he's wrong. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, so, you mentioned the Jackson 5. There's a, a band that I really liked called Falling in Reverse. And, and the lead singer was accused of gang raping this woman and you know I read both accounts and it, it's, a, it's a he said she said thing unfortunately and it's very difficult but judging but he had served two and a half years in prison for violating parole which, which was in association with some sort of murder I mean you know the, the dude is like he's got a rap guy. sheet he's, mm -hmm. you know he's got it yeah so it became hard to listen to that band because of this guy's behavior but as you say with the Jackson 5 the drummer wasn't bad you know that one of the reasons my favorite things about the band is the guitar player he's brilliant and maybe he's not a rapist so what you know what do I do well and any I, th I think that this world is inhabited by these kinds of people because like if you look at like uh, classic rock what we call classic rock now the, the pinnacle of 60s 70s like yeah. post beatle American rock, whether it's ACDC or Rolling Stones, all those guys. Like you've seen this fourteen, fifteen-year-old girl that was a, that was right. with all these different artists. Yeah, I mean, Mick Led, Jagger Led Zeppelin, and everybody, they, and yeah, that book, Hammer of the Gods, or whatever. It's basically just one rape after another. Yeah. It's just insane, and uh, but it was celebrated. It was like, oh, check out all of our our uh, you know exploits. And, uh, so maybe there ought to be an indictment of the power structure behind that whole institution. Yeah, that sounds like a, a lot of big words. I mean, I, you know, sh you know, yeah, there should be. How's that going to work? I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis married his 13-year-old first cousin. Yeah. And uh, it, it, I would say that killed his career yeah I mean pretty much but you know so maybe maybe that that turned out how it should uh, but he's great he's great I love Jerry Lee Lewis you love his music his music and yeah. I find his behavior reprehensible so I can't listen to Jerry Lee Lewis and not think of this child who didn't really ever have a choice in her life you know so it's it's difficult, and if you decide that you 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 can't separate the art from the artist because the art is an extension of the artist, right? Is a sort of uh, the artist laid bare. Then is it is it your responsibility to look at all the art that you love and do research and decide? Okay, Wagner was a Nazi. I can't listen to that anymore. And you know what, what was Mozart? Uh, just a complete um, misogynistic uh, bigot. I mean, you know. So mm -hmm. that's it. There's a uh, there's a um, a principle that's taught in the New Testament about uh, literally the verse says, "Ask not for conscience' sake." And what it's talking about is that. The, the Christian, the new Christian world, the new Christian church was was uh, born into an environment, especially in the in the Greco-Roman world, of pagan idolatry. And this whole new Jesus thing didn't fit with the pagan world. Um, and so a lot of the conflict that's happening with the first church, not with the Jews, there's a separate conflict there, but in the, in the broader world is about paganism. And... Um, there were a lot of common cultural practices about that were connected to pagan idolatry, and so 
one of the issues was like foods were dedicated to idols to, to gods and the Christians were saying can we eat that food if it's been dedicated to an idol and there's very specific reasons why the church was putting a, a, a stiff arm towards those institutions of, of pagan worship and Paul the Apostle dealing with the church in Rome where this was very very common practice said listen you you don't have to you don't have to run yourself ragged with that stuff he says ask not for conscience sake like if you know it is then then for for yourself and for the people around you then you need to make a stand but you don't have to if you buy something in the market just buy it and eat it you don't have to <clears throat> do a pedigree of every piece of food that you eat yeah and so he was saying there's this there's a nuanced place to live where if you know something's connected to something evil you you need to separate yourself from it if you don't know that then you don't have to do a research project every time you open your mouth like there's a way to live in the world and preserve your conscience that says when i when i when i'm confronted with information that this is wrong i need to act on it but so, i don't have to go chasing it either that's really interesting and and, and it brings me to a to a point I hadn't really thought of uh, before, and that is when we look at uh, the Bible, for mm -hmm. instance. Okay, the Bible is a book that that um, you have probably based your entire life on, and, and for me, I, I see it as a as a root of some serious evil, mm -hmm. some serious death and destruction over the absolute belief that this is the word. Um, versus, uh, you know, your religion, you know, you're wrong, and I'm going to kill you over it, mm -hmm. right? So if I see the Bible, the the, the 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 Old Testament or whatever, as evil, you know, as 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 having contributed so much to the world's misery, and, and you know, a lot of the world's light and love as well, but but if I think that, can I? just look upon the Bible as this beautifully written work of literature and, and fiction and story and not think of it as, you know, as, as that. I mean, you know, when I look at a statue of Buddha and, um, you know, I can, or the Indian, you know, Vishnu, I, I can look at that and go, wow, that's beautiful and it's so cool and the people believe this and I can think about the history and everything without believing the religion mm -hmm. or or how many people died mm -hmm. to, for the privilege of having that statue there. I can look at the statue as just the art itself and not all that's attached to it, especially when we talk about religion because it gets pretty ugly pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, no matter what we're talking about, you know, I mean, Notre Dame Cathedral is spectacular. Because I don't believe in God, it doesn't make it less awesome for me. It, I don't, it doesn't make me like walk in and go, wow. Especially I can think, wow, the people who built this, you know, there's little spires at the top. There's little corners where there's ornaments that can't be seen from mm -hmm. anywhere. Yeah. Because they didn't build that for themselves or for me. They built it for God. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and that's a kind of a cool thing. I can go, wow, that's just so amazing to be selfless and to, 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 to you know, to, to do that. It doesn't, it doesn't change my belief that there is no God and that the belief in God has caused a lot of pain and misery and continues to do so I, you know so I can separate that you know 
So I can appreciate Notre Dame for art's sake. I can appreciate the statue of Vishnu for its sake. So then why shouldn't I appreciate the beat it for its sake and not think of all that it took to create it? I mean, maybe part of Michael Jackson's genius is the fact that he was abused and tortured and spent a life in a, in a, in, in a, in a prison of, of fame and fortune. I mean, I have a lot of th- thoughts about the r- religious aspect of that, but I think that's another tick. Yeah. It just discussion, occurred to me. It just occurred to me because you know, whether you believe in God or not, you can still appreciate the Bible for lots of other things. Well, here's what I, here's what's relevant to this conversation is that there's a difference between something that's connected to its root and its cause, and I think that's the question we're asking about about these works of art are they connected to the cause like if i put if i put a cross on my t-shirt and go murder a bunch of people that doesn't mean that jesus's cross is connected to my actions of violence because you have to say well what was if i'm if i'm or if i if i say in jesus name i'm killing you all walk into a shopping mall and start murdering people i'm either insane or that's intrinsically connected to what jesus said and it, that's easy to find out. Go and read what Jesus said. That's not what that's not what he was talking about. And so there's a difference between. So why do we hate Muslims? You know what I mean? Because yeah. I mean, these a uh, crazy person goes in and blows up ten people, and we think, oh wow, Muslims are horrible. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, separating one from the other is something that we 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 do have to do. But, but you know, in just going over this in this conversation, I, I, I am kind of starting to think that art is is for art's sake, and that really you you can't separate the two, and that it is okay. You know, I, I can still see Michael Jackson as a pedophile and like his music. It's just hard for me to do that. I mean, I feel like maybe that's what I should do, mm-hmm. because art is a is a is a manifestation of the pain and the torture and the the you know joy and suffering and love of the person that makes it. What 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 if the art is the manifestation of their most horrible impulses? Well, that that's what Edgar Allan Poe is. That's what Stephen King is. I mean, yeah. so, you know, it doesn't make it less beautiful. So. And in and in, in in many cases, I think you know that maybe uh, Stephen King uh, puts this on paper to avoid going insane. I mean, maybe this art is an outlet to uh, avoid bad behavior. Maybe mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I don't. I can't really think of an example better than that. But yeah. Um, but it makes me want to. You know, I, I don't know. What's the bottom line? Should you? Research the things that you like in the same way that we research where our shirts are made mm-hmm. and, um, and say, okay, well, Michael Jackson was a pedophile. Bill Cosby is a uh, serial rapist. Therefore, I can't appreciate Bill Cosby anymore. I can't listen to Michael Jackson anymore. I think for me that, that I have certain lines, and I think they're, they're somewhat, maybe they're somewhat arbitrary, but there are certain things that, that do that to me, and, and I feel like it's right when I, when I feel like something is connected to, some, to a person that's, that's across my lines that I don't want to 
I guess there's probably something in my philosophy that's more metaphysical. Like I think that there are spiritual connections between things that are more than meets the eye. I think there's there's a potential that there are spiritual things involved in like if Michael Jackson is a pedophile, he makes music that's very popularly pleasing, that there's more communicated, like that the soul does something in that art that can taint it, that can cause negative effects mm. that are more than the sine wave of the sounds that come from it, that it, it communicates something more holistic than just the sound yes but you you don't get that from listening to it is what i'm saying no like you know did did you like michael jackson's music yeah when i was a kid I yeah did for sure but now do yeah. you do you hear a pedophile i i kind of do yeah. yeah so it's not like you listen to the music and thought there's something not right here but i just wonder if that process of something's like when i know that 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 change that that change of experience is something i should listen to that when I when I hear it and I'm like oh, pedophile, I shouldn't. That that's a healthy response, and that for my own health to say to maybe it doesn't even have anything to do with it, the artist or the music. Maybe it's just for me to keep my mind clear and my space yeah. straight to say I don't want that. I don't I don't want to partake in that. I mean, when I when I listen to Wagner, I, you know it's heavy and bombastic and mm -hmm. powerful and I, I gotta say I do see a goose stepping army you know because you know Flight of the Valkyrie is hard to <laughs> yeah and, and the um, separate from those ideas and the um, you know the degenerate art that Hitler decried mm -hmm. is my bag yeah. <laughs> I mean you know and I love the expressionists uh -huh. the German expressionists and stuff like that and I don't know if I kind of like them more because Hitler said they're degenerate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So I think we bring our own. Our I mean, own obviously we do metrics. every. You know, when you see a painting, you see something completely different than when I do. You know, same with the colors. Um, but I, but it's something that I wrestle with all the time, and, and mm -hmm. I, and I, my, my gut says you should uh, appreciate art for art's sake, but my reality is that I can't do it. Well, there it is. There it is. I okay. love you. Love you too. Um.